You know when you have conversations with people or you listen to a conversation and then you move on and then later on you wonder whatever happened to them? Where did everything go? And that's what happens with Egg. We come back for a two-parter, see where she's at now, especially how we ended our conversation, which was that she didn't give 100% to her relationships. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. That's a whole conversation on its own. Can we have it? She said yes. So we're back. And I'm asking her how she felt about listening back to that conversation, what she learned about herself and what she's doing now. What's really interesting is everything's changed again, but that's for another day. So as always, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, I'm all ears. Just keep it kind. But also, how about hitting that subscribe button? Maybe like it, maybe review it. I'd appreciate it. Cheers, pals. Egg, you're back. Yeah. And I have to say, straight after we had our conversation, I was like, for fuck's sake, we're going to need to talk again. And I'm delighted about that because I love that. <laughs> but I was like, so I do a lot of thinking randomly when I'm like brushing my teeth, when I'm in the shower, random shit happened. Like that's where my brain is. And um, I was like, the end of that, we go through the whole conversation. And then, and then at the end, I'm like, we're going to wrap this up and all this shit, but you drop in some stuff and I'm like, and then I get stuck on that. I'm stuck on the end of that conversation and what that actually means for everything you have just said. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise for me as well, to be honest. Um, really? I was thinking when I'm out like walking and running, so then I had loads of thinking time as well. Uh, so it's good to collate some of that thinking that we've both been doing in our random lives. <laughs> Indeed. Um, all right, so I did put out um, today... If anybody had any questions for you, interesting enough, people did. Let's kick off with those. However, I do have one question before we do, mm -hmm. which is one, how was it after you had that conversation with me? But also, how was it after you after we put it out there publicly? There was no like, oh shit. Uh oh. No, I no, I felt fine after we had the conversation and it was really interesting to look back on it and um Putting it out there is fine. I, you know, I, I didn't say anything that I'm not comfortable to say to people. Yeah. But it was good to have the opportunity to listen back before yeah. just to check. And it's been a really useful snapshot of a point in time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's made me realise that you change how you think so mm -hmm. frequently. And that's been really interesting for me as we had that conversation at a point in time. And that's what I thought and what I felt at that moment. And yeah. I realized that, you know, we're on this journey and stuff already has changed for me. Yeah. And so that's really interesting. And it's, so it's cool to look back on it and be like, wow, that's where I was there. And look at where I am now. And some of the stuff still is completely relevant and this mm. 
you know, some stuff is going to be what I always think and some stuff you just change. Like the babies, right? The babies yeah, is no always, babies, no babies that's, 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 that's never going to change. Still here for the puppies. Still here for the puppies, not the not the babies. Puppy babies, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, that, I, I to be honest, I'm just glad that you had no like, oh, fuck, like anxiety of it going out. Because I think sometimes we say things, we have that conversation, we're really open and then all of a sudden we have that dread afterwards going, did I say too much? Or uh any any anything like that so i'm glad that that wasn't the case the conversation we had at the time of recording this one actually only went out like two weeks ago yeah but we had that conversation about two months months, yeah yeah. so yeah yeah, that's it feels like a really short amount of time where quite a lot changed but i guess it's life isn't it yeah, I mean, lots of changes uh, in two months. I think we've got into the into the vibe now where like you could just wake up and like, all right, what's happening now? It, yeah. Nothing is slow anymore. Everything's changing all the time. I think that's just the way the world is now, which is pretty fucking chaotic. But fast pacing. It's also I feel like it's this period of our lives for like the age we are and stuff that's going on. It, and Particularly in my life, there's been a lot of change mm. in the last year. Uh, and I've kind of from coming to the end of all that change now. Mm. Still feels like all that stuff is settling. Yeah. So as we get into the questions, we actually had a, a comment from somebody, which was that how nice it was to hear someone talk about getting divorced and there being like no animosity there. Like yeah. no hate, no, you know, this, that and the other and I guess because we just live in a world where divorce normally means that everybody hates each other and you can't see eye to eye and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, mm. some people are like very, wow, that's refreshing. Yeah, do you know, it's really weird because some of the people I've met recently who are like new in my life mm. have been like, oh, congratulations when I tell them I've just got divorced and I'm off. It doesn't feel like the right thing to say or to hear. Because it's not like, it's, mm. it's sad, isn't it? Any relationship ending is sad when you've yeah. had a great relationship with somebody. So, um, yeah, I, I find that a really weird concept because a lot of people are like so desperate to be out of it. And when it's all over, they're just, they feel this massive relief. And mm. I guess it wasn't really like that for me. Yeah. But yeah, so, hey, man, goals for some people if they're yeah. looking to get divorced. But <laughs> like, it's a bit of a shame, but sure. So yeah. odd goal to have, but hey, here for it. All right. So one of the questions that we got was interesting, actually. I didn't think this would uh, come up, but I guess it would do because of the end, which is, did you give 100% of you, of you during your marriage? I thought about that a lot after we had this conversation. And reflectively, mm-hmm. I don't think I did. Okay. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by that. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, but at the same time, yeah, okay. And I, and I feel, and I, that's, that's to be honest, a bit I feel most awkward about. Talking yeah. Because I feel bad for that. And I'm like, did I ever really fully invest myself emotionally in this, in this relationship? And, I, mm. and honestly, when I really objectively look back, I don't think I did. Mm. I think there were like there were a lot of great things about that relationship, and it was about feeling safe, feeling secure, feeling comfortable. Um, 
feeling like content. Mm-hmm. Loads of really good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't think like emotionally, it was ever. It was I, I was ever fully there. It feels like because just looking at your face and that it does feel like it maybe is uncomfortable and, and a little bit awkward to kind of say that out loud. Yeah, because I now because now I feel guilty about it. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure had I I just I, I don't think our relationship was really like that. we mm. we were both quite quite reserved emotionally. Mm. Um, and that was part of how we bonded, I guess. That we mm. I said I said um in the last time we spoke that a lot of the like stuff like politically um all that kind of stuff that we were really similar on mm. um and yeah the way the way we saw the world was quite similar in a lot of ways and neither of us were like we were clear communicators but we weren't yeah. like neither of us were really super self-aware emotionally and that okay. worked quite well because we were quite pretty it was pretty rational it yeah. felt like it felt like a really rational m- relationship in that way and equally, I'm not going to talk to her about this, but I mean, it would be really interesting to see how she felt on reflection mm. about all that. Um, but at the time, I feel like I'm in it. I'm fully invested in it. I'm fully invested in this relationship. Yeah. Um, but, but I was invested in a different way. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. emotionally. Yeah. But, yeah. but that can make sense, though, because you're almost getting what you need at that point in time. And that's that's what it was. And if you were both coming to the table in the same kind of capacity, then I suppose that yeah, is it is it really a place where you should feel guilt because you were no. both yeah uh, yeah no exactly. And I feel guilty now because I am more emotionally aware and I'm opening myself up a bit more in that way. Yeah. Now it makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, I could have given more. Mm. Yeah. But maybe I, I didn't know that at the time or didn't feel that at the time. Yeah. And but and then that comes to that comes back to just how you grow, right? Like your experiences shape you and you can only really get a true ref, like reflection and true growth out of being aware. And if you're not totally aware yet, I mean, even then, like and you're not ready to kind of accept it and be open and all that shit then that's where you're at and that's that's cool but no one is no one's hating each other which is another good thing so it's not like yeah. anybody's sitting there in resentment and no, like you didn't not. love me no. enough and no absolutely not and I, it's not like I'd go back and change anything either mm. so yeah, yeah. I just it's, it's a bit it's a li- I feel a bit awkward about it but mm. um only only in my own like self-reflection yeah yeah, I get that. I can I can totally understand that. Shifting gears and this yeah. next question. Yeah. We had another question from somebody and basically it says, you're on the dating apps. We want all the goss. <laughs> Love That's, it. That's not egg. a question. No, we want all the, it's a, it's a request. We want all the egg. We want all the goss. Many exclamation marks after that. So... Um, it's coming from someone that is also on the dating apps and has many stories to tell. Is there any 
movement it's been two months you've been dating have you added yourself i'm not on the dating apps right now i've come off yeah two months yeah i'm fully off um last year when i first went on there i actually went on and off like three separate times okay because i went on there and then i was like oh you go through a load of dates saying i can't be asked with this anymore delete Mm. it and then two weeks later i'm like right bored now go back on <laughs> so I think it was three or four times I was on and off there and really frustratingly with the app I was using with the hair one um you can't you, you can't sort of um I don't think you can deactivate it you've either got to have it live or you mm. don't have it at all um and I'm pretty sure I didn't ever manage to delete one but just couldn't remember my login or how I logged in so there might be one of me floating around on there somewhere okay so what's the goss? Well, there's no goss right now, but I mean, the goss before mm. was, was really fun. Um, and it's really fun sharing all your like dating stories with friends and stuff. Mm. It's, I, I actually found it really a lot of fun because it's just hilarious because you, like, I don't, I don't think I've had like a single bad date, honestly. Really? Like people not like, one day where you like, like get me the fuck out of here. No, nothing like that. Oh. I've not had any I've not had any um bad scenarios yeah. at all. Um there's people that I would meet once and be like, do you know what? You we this is not gonna do anything or you're not for me or whatever. Um and then wouldn't see them again. So uh there's that. Uh but most people are most people are quite nice. I've become friends with loads of them. I keep I keep just making friends from people I've dated. <laughs> I feel like I always I've said to people recently, I feel like like making new friends is my, my superpower. I love that. I uh went on dates with friends. Yeah. I went so on dates to my friends. So I reckon I reckon I probably went on mm, like 10 or 11 would I met 10 or 11 people mm. last year and into early this year. Something like that. And um, I can definitely count three of those who are still here as like good friends who I'm in regular contact with and like, mm. do stuff with, um, which is really nice. It's a great way to meet people. And I think uh, particularly on that one, you can say that you're on there looking for new friends, but I don't yeah. really ever trust that that is all that somebody is looking for. Okay. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to go on a dating app and look for friends, isn't it? Um, Bumble has that though. You can just have look for like friends. There's like apps. Isn't Meetup was essentially for people yeah. to the Meetup's like group activities, not yeah. one. Uh, true, true, true. So uh, I totally understand going to meet up with people with like an interest or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find it weird to meet friends on a dating app. It, okay. And if it's, if it's an app specifically for meeting friends, that feels different. Yeah, and going onto an app that is for dating. Being like, I feel like it's a bit of a cop out. Like, oh, I'm only here looking for friends, but you're secretly you've got another agenda. That's how I feel about it. So when you would get to those people, because I see it a lot, I haven't been on there. I keep meaning to go back, but I'm like, oh yeah, I need to check in, and then I don't. When you see the profiles of people where it's just like looking for something casual, looking for friendship, looking like. That's it. Were you just like swipe, not actually here for friends? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't swipe. I feel like for me, if people have got similar interests and I think they look all right, then, you know, we'll have an exchange and see what happens. Mm. Um, but then it just gets complicated. The, the most difficult thing is, is if you are meeting someone and they're maybe like looking for friends, mm. is 
getting to the point of can you ask is this a date date or is this a mate date and that was a question that I had with the girl I'm dating now uh, where I wasn't sure <laughs> it wasn't yep. until after we met for the second time we had to clarify that and I was like oh thank god because um I wasn't quite sure what was happening here. So hold on, you're on a date and you ask, is no, it like no, your... after the date? So it was your first date? No, the second date. <laughs> hold <It> on. Was... <laughs> you the first and second date, you don't know if it's a date date or a mate date. Well, I wasn't entirely sure. I mean, I had a vibe, but you know, <laughs> you sort of doubt yourself a little bit. But hold on. How how was that confused? Well, you just you're like, let's meet up. Let's meet up and do something. Yeah, cool. Meet but up. your profile literally will stay. I'm looking for date. Well, yeah, but it, my profile does say like look I'm open to like meeting people for right, uh, or okay. dating or whatever. There we go. Now I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm so I am I'm I'm open to because I think and that's what I mean is a lot of the time I have met people mm. on there. And it's it is I think always at a date, mm. pretty much. But I'm then open to that becoming a friendship should the date not work out. Which, to be honest, most of the time you're not going to connect that well with everybody you meet. And you, mm. so yeah. But but because I'm matching with people on there who do have similar interests, there's mm. just you know it kind of naturally can can quite easily fall into a friendship. Okay, and so you you had to wait until the second date after the second date to say hey is it was what just happened yeah is that a date that's pretty much it like yeah that's pretty much how it went down and then uh, we had a nice little clarification conversation that was a bit of a relief (laughs) (laughs) a clarification conversation I love it I love that I may even have to put that as a thing now to people Can we have a clarification conversation? Because I'm a little bit confused here. Yeah. And I was actually really awkward about it um, because I really liked her. And yeah, yeah, she was a lot, a lot cooler about it than me. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, you're, you're dating one person now. You're not on the apps. Nope. That's, is it a huge thing or is it just like, this is what's happening? And this is what's happening. Um, mm. It's, it's still pretty early days, but I'm serious about it enough that I'm obviously not, I'm, I can't come off the apps and I'm not interested in doing anything else. And I have only got the headspace for her. So mm. yeah, but there's no, there's no label on this thing yet. I mean, we do, we are just like, you know, seeing how it goes. I don't know at what point you stop calling it dating. We are still technically dating because we meet up and we go on a date. And so it feels like, yeah, dating is still the appropriate word. Okay. Because how I see that. So there's a couple of things popping into my brain when that, like, you're still technically dating because you're going out on dates. I guess it all depends on what you view as a date, right? Because I am I have a friend who, who's now actually married her um, the woman she met on Bumble. And I believe their first date was they literally met up at, one of their houses and, and, and like red books. Is that a euphemism or I don't know? No, no. <laughs> your You're like, you've got a cheeky little grin on your face. No, they literally, that's, that's, they, they read books, uh, which I think is kind of sweet, but 
but that's not really going out and doing something outside like you know not outside outside but outside and how at what point did you did you have a conversation about not dating other people or is it just that you both um, kind, of, kind of it's just like we didn't specifically have that conversation but we've kind of like floated around just talking about how we feel about monogamy and that kind of stuff and mm. both clarified that, that would be our optimum position <laughs> um, so fucking hell not, there's, okay. not like a, there's not a thing being like don't date other people but i think it's just a mutual respect thing that mm-hmm. you know we're both clear that we're not yeah is okay. it kind of i think it just shows if you're how how serious you are about it and yeah. I'm, I'm like and i'm serious enough about this i don't want to date other people yeah i don't need to keep other avenues open right now other avenues, yeah. Closing all the doors. Closing all the avenues. Stand by. Doors are closing. Yeah. Um, okay. And what does that feel like? Because you you seemed pretty confident the last time we spoke about where you're at, how you feel, you know, yeah. coming out of a divorce. And I guess that, like, divorce takes, it's not like an instant thing. It's something that takes, that sadly takes time. Mm. But where how does that feel like it's, um, it's, it feels like a huge change and this is one of the things yeah. that's changed for me since our last conversation is I was very much at that moment in time I was very much like I don't want a relationship mm-hmm. and I'm really happy doing this kind of more casual dating thing because it's really fun and um all of that kind of stuff and I don't know if it's a case well I think it's a combination of moving on with parts of my life and, and parts of my life kind of falling into place like feeling more settled with like where I am my my new routines mm. all that kind of stuff and also just that I've met somebody that I really really like mm. I think it's both those things and potentially like I think had had I met her six eight months before mm. it, it wouldn't have been the right time yeah Oh, I, d- I don't know. I don't know that. But mm. it feels like from my own headspace and what my, what my head was doing at that time, that wouldn't have been right. So maybe it's just like really is a case of right place, right time. Yeah, I can understand. I can I can totally see that because the you from eight months ago to the you from now is there's a lot that goes on in in between that time. And maybe you weren't ready to like kind of open yourself up and receive that kind of that kind of energy. Now, this is more me speaking from where I would probably be at, but is it scary? Yes, it's really scary. <laughs> I'm fucking I wasn't, I wasn't actually I'm expecting scared. you to answer that like that. I thought you'd be like, no, this is this is where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really, I've got so much. Like, And for me, I've got, you know, we talked about how I don't care about stuff. And yeah, and I feel like I feel a lot of anxiety around this. Um, if, if for so many different reasons, one, there's this worry about, I'm really, I'm really happy with my life and where it's at right now and how I'm doing it. Um, and I worry, like, will opening up this part of my life, like, change that? Mm. Um, and so, but we've, we've talked quite a lot about that um, together and I, I'm feeling good about that side of things. Mm. And because we're both quite busy and quite independent and it's not, there's yeah. not like a kind of a dependency issue there or it, it doesn't feel unbalanced in that way. Um, and then the other part is just like, yeah, it's just about opening myself up emotionally. And like, I've got fear that I'm I'm getting quite into this now and then something will change 
and then I'm going to be back to where I was before. Mm. And then I'm going to be like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going to do this again. Because this feels like, this feels really good right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of letting myself go with it, whereas usually I'd be like holding back a lot more. Mm-hmm. Letting myself ride this little wave and I'm just hoping that it kind of keeps going and that we're able to make progress with it and it, it keeps keeps building and being good. Mm. I'm not saying I won't cope. That's absolutely not right. But I just, yeah. I'm feeling really happy about it. And I just think, yeah, I don't know. If this were to like get screwed up for whatever reason, then I think I'd pretty much get back to where I was and be like, wow, fuck it, let's just go and meet girls kind of thing. Yeah. Because I just, I, like, I'd, I don't think I can keep doing that this mm. a, lot, a lot of times. I guess. No, I, I get it. I totally get it. But with that, though, are you in a different, you're in a, well, based on what you were saying before, you're in a completely different, you're allowing yourself you're not thinking about it. Like you're not allowing your thoughts to like keep you in check. Yeah. Which, I'm definitely like letting the feelings run wild. Yeah. Which, feels, I feel a bit out of control. <laughs> a bit out of control. I'm like, whoa, what's all this going on in my head? It's crazy shit. But is that it feels nice? I'm just like, whatever. Let's just yeah. But this is your, I guess, is this your first time really allowing yourself to do that? I would say it's my second time allowing myself mm. to do that. But the first time I was definitely not in a relationship with that person. Mm. <laughs> you were definitely not in a relationship with that. Okay. No. Now I'm going to get that person go, what's the gossip there? <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just give her your number. We can't I'll go into that gossip, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'll just give her your number and you can just be like, <laughs> listen. Is that first experience what kind of pulled you, reined you back in? Uh, um... A little bit. I was going to say, can you answer was... it without giving away anything? <laughs> like, I yeah, don't I mean, know. If that whole thing felt super intense. Mm. Um, and I felt like I couldn't, I just couldn't cope with that. Mm. I could, it was too, too much and it was way too like high risk. Mm. Um, so, yeah, definitely made me think about like, what I want. Yeah. Any kind of relationship. So, yeah. I guess so. They shape your experience, your experiences shape who you are and how you interpret things going forward. So, this is, I guess, then this is the second time around, but this time they are available to you. You're available to them. We're available to each other. And we're without going to the other side and being like trying to eke out information about that, but like, you're both yeah. available to each other. It feels like we're in a really similar place. Mm. Um, in terms of like both kind of coming through a period of like change and self-discovery mm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's been really interesting to have those conversations and I feel like we are, yeah, on the same page in a lot of ways. Wow. And so I can understand the, maybe the anxiety or the hesitancy about if this didn't work out not wanting to do it again but do you would you really but then that's kind of saying okay well, if we think about it this way but then that's almost saying well when this doesn't work out uh, and that's not what I mean but just 
kind of close yourself off if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Seems kind of a shame considering the work that you've done. It does done. seem a shame. It does seem a shame. But it's like before I met her mm. and when I didn't know that she existed. Yeah. I was happy doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't know about, I didn't know about this. Yeah. No, I could feel this way, whatever. Um, and what I was doing felt good. Mm-hmm. So I just think, I don't know. I, it's really difficult because now I'm all confused. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just hoping that it does work out. And we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, it's a tough one to answer because you're like, I well, know. I don't yeah, really want to go there. I might yeah. feel really differently. if let, Let's say hypothetical scenario, mm. worst case scenario this doesn't work out. Yeah. I might be like, I might actually feel like I'm, I want to strive to get this feeling again. Mm. And I might feel completely differently. Um, and equally, I might be like, depending on what the exact case is, mm. I might be like, do you know what? I need, I need a break or yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like in, in not, not, I say not understanding, but like not knowing and not you really guess, well, I, you can guess a million a million ways you might do or a million ways you might feel but until you actually get there yeah yeah no absolutely like i'm changing so much that i don't know how i'm going to react to anything right now it, what's that like being i this is what's so weird about being like heading toward like staring down the barrel of 40 yeah and i feel like because when you're 20 and I, I, I think this is something that where people kind of write off those that are younger because they're like, oh, you don't know how you really feel. Wait till you're this age and stuff and write off actually like what they're feeling and stuff. But at the same time, when you're 20, you think that those that are like hitting 40 have this shit figured out. Yeah. And I think um, so up until my marriage and we talked about this last time, it mm. felt very much like I just brush everything off like I don't mm. care. And that is how I felt. And then having that conversation was so interesting because I was like, do I really still feel like this? Yeah. Am I just living in the past of like what I've always done and I actually feel differently now and I'm way more uh, sensitive or, mm. you know, self-aware or whatever those things are. But so I do think, yeah, you, you dust a lot of stuff off in your trend and even your early 30s to some extent. Um, I think as you get older, you do, you do yeah, spend more time thinking about your impact, your impact on the world, your impact on other people, all that stuff. What do you think, having listened back to our conversation the first time around, so you listened back to it uh, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to it again later on? Or yeah, I just... then listened to it again before I shared it to make sure that I was still happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, it's a tough one because... Yeah, you have all that time and then like say like two months later, you're like, mm, that's not really appropriate right now. Yeah. Um and like, but that was what was so interesting is I realized at that moment, okay, I have changed, but I'm still comfortable with what I said. Mm. Yeah, you're still owning what you said. And I appreciate that because that would have been really fucking awkward. <laughs> um, how much in the first instance of, of, of listening to that conversation and having that conversation, what do you think was the, if there was anything, the biggest thing that you kind of learned about yourself or kind of were like, ah, oh, hmm, that's the thing. I think that exactly what I've just said about 
um, that whole lacking empathy piece. Mm. And I think, I think that is past egg. That's old egg. Okay. New eggs, more, more compassionate. Okay. I know she doesn't always seem it, but I think she is. I mean, I think this... well, like I've gone yeah. through loads of this stuff like at work recently. Well, in the last year, actually, I've been doing loads at work about being more compassionate at work. Mm. And I think <clears throat> I do I do lack empathy at work because I just need to get shit done. I'm busy. I've got a lot of important stuff to do. And I need to get stuff done. And I don't have time for people's personal issues and I've made a really big point of being like actually my staff with are happier and they feel listened to and they feel that their personal stuff is listened to will perform mm. better so that's been a learning curve for me um but yeah I think I think I maybe didn't give myself enough credit and that mm. was what hit me because um as you know I've been quite involved with like um big volunteering community in the past few years and mm. when I look back to these relationships I've had with all these people in that capacity I I do care a lot about them I do mm. invest a lot of time and energy um in their development and I think yeah so I don't think I gave myself enough credit for that so that was okay. that was my biggest thing that I was like actually yeah I do care I love that it's like this little person just running around going don't care don't care <laughs> oh wait Wait, wait, I do. I care about everybody really deeply. Uh, Cue emotional breakdown. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, though, is when you open yourself up to compassion and empathy, it can actually be quite tiring. And opening yourself up, especially when you're going through all the things that you're going through, like, a divorce, you know, setting up shop on your own, um, you know, figuring out who you are without the other person because, you know, you don't have to come home at night and go, have you eaten dinner yet? Um, mm. If, you know, that's the thing. That's 100% uh, the thing. <laughs> 100% the thing. It's got then to be like, oh, hang on a minute, I do care about people. Mm. Yeah. and But I think it comes down to like how you show it. So, mm. I had a really interesting conversation with my sister back in January and um, when she was helping me move into my house. Yeah. I was so grateful for her for coming and helping me. Mm. But I can't, I can't get the words out for that. Yeah. Not, I'm not a good one for being like all loving with the words. Mm-hmm. That's just not my thing. All loving with the words. Yeah. All loving with the words. And I've always really struggled with that. Yeah. And um, so I think maybe that's like where this impression comes from. So I, but I do show how much I care in lots of different ways that are not spoken ways. Okay. So like doing stuff for people, just like, I don't know. I, I can't put examples on it, but I'm, yeah, definitely doing nice things for people or, I don't know, making people feel really comfort, really like considering their needs, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, and, that, and that was a big part of like the problem with my marriage was, really considering her needs way above my own mm. all the time mm. so I think yeah not good at not good at saying it but hopefully good at showing it yeah I, I had a conversation with someone about that uh not long ago about not being able to say it but if, if your actions are strong enough yeah 
then you don't need to be constantly saying it. But then again, it all depends on the per- the other person. If they're okay, if if they're good with that, it's great. If they're not, yeah. jump yeah. on, move on. I'm definitely trying left. to learn to be better with the words, but I do find it quite uncomfortable. Oh my god, same, same. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting there. Um, a lot of the time with some some people, I literally will be like. I appreciate you. I will literally end the call, be like, I appreciate you. And be like, chuck it in there. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Put down the phone, put down the phone. <laughs> yeah. But you, I think in, in that we're maybe a little bit similar in some ways in, you know, I walked around thinking oh, I hated people and then my world can like absolutely came crashing down uh, when I watched so so cliche. Uh, Brene Brown on her TED talk talk about how we need human connection. We are wired for human connection. And I was like, bitch, please, how mm. dare you say that to me? How dare you say that we are wired for connection? But she was actually right. Oh, for fuck's sake, was she? I like my whole world changed. My whole world changed in that way, and you know, working towards as I am working towards all that shit. But it is tiring. Mm. And it is, I think, don't think, I'm not sure people really quite understand how awkward and uncomfortable it is for people like us that are learning to try to be more vocal. Mm. So, I mean, dude, good job. Yeah. It's all a journey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I just, but also I'll just keep, I'll keep showing it in my own little ways. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting enough. I, uh, on this episode, you can on Spotify, ask a question or put a poll out there. Mm -hmm. And so I asked a question and I asked the question the, that I did on Instagram, which was the whole tolerate somebody question. Mm -hmm. So I put out there, uh, how long can you tolerate somebody for very quickly? Someone responded cat, not going to say her last name. I don't, I don't even know if it is her last name. So we'll just call her cat. Okay. We should never tolerate someone. If that stage has arrived, it is time to question ourselves as to why we're picking up on behaviors we find annoying. Oh, I didn't really see it that way, though. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like I was tolerating annoying behavior. It just felt like it's like easy, easy toleration. It just it was like. I, I wasn't annoyed by her mm. in any way. So I guess it's the connotation you put to the word tolerate, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was, that's why it was so easy because yeah, it, it was, I didn't, I didn't find anything annoying. There was nothing that like grated on me or yeah. Yeah. So for me, it would be, okay. So maybe tolerate has a bit of a too negative connotation to yeah. it. How else would you qualify that? How else would you quantify it? How? Do you want to be around that person? Yeah. It's, well, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, can you spend a lot of time with this person without them annoying you? I think I said that last time. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's getting at it without using the word tolerate. But mm. yeah, we could spend loads of time together and it was just fine. Yeah, mm. it's yeah, I thought it was a really interesting one because what I'm finding and have always found, especially with when you put a question on social media is how someone interprets that question yeah. anyway, even if your question is, is, is really simple, 
in its in the answer that people can give, they put their own agenda or their own spin on it, how they feel about their own. Ref- Sometimes I think the ref- a reflection of how they feel about their relationship comes through. Yeah. In yeah, and yeah. so it's been it's been fascinating. Uh, Rachel Murphy uh, commented, "Depends who it is," which I think is the whole point. Like, yeah, no, like I've got some friends who I love dearly, but God, I can't spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. cannot tolerate these people for a long time, <laughs> but I love spending time with them or people who, like, we often talk about my energy levels. And I, mm. I that was last time how I can be, you know, a lot for people because I'm quite lively. <laughs> quite and lively. Sure there's yes. some people who can't tolerate me for very long periods, but they love hanging out with me for like two hours because they come away like buzzing. buzzing. Or yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah I, I think it does depend who they are but I think and also it depends like what your relationship is like because obviously with um, my ex we were married and we lived together and so obviously we don't spend every waking hour together because um, we are out at work and but pretty much out of work we did spend most of our time together and there's a lot of time but if you don't live with somebody if you've got you know I know loads of people now in long-term relationships who don't live together mm. which I think is a great way to go and uh, I think in that case, maybe it's not as important. Mm. And I think that, again, comes back to that whole how you define a relationship as well, because we've all, I guess, grown up being taught that you get into a relationship, get married, like get, move in together, get married, maybe have babies. And that's kind of it and you're in each other's pockets, which yeah. I think now as each generation goes on, they're starting to explore the redefine what a relationship actually looks yeah. like to them uh, without having to justify it to anybody else. Yeah. And without having to conform to any tradition. Mm-hmm. So I think people are doing this in so many different ways now and, Definitely at our age as well, and I keep mm. coming back to like how old we are, but if a lot of people are divorced or have been in a really significant relationship that they've broken up from, mm-hmm. and then there's all like, there's always, so there's emotional stuff connected to that, but there's also financial stuff connected to that. Yeah. Um, and so then you get to this point and you're like, I need to be financially independent. Yeah. Um, and that's a really big part uh, of like our current age group and generation is and then it's like do you want to get into all that again or do you want to be able to just do the whole relationship thing but really maintain that financial independence I think that's a really big factor for people definitely Mm. a big factor for me do you think before I go to the next comment which actually hasn't come in that that long ago do you think financial do you think you have to be financially compatible to make it work no really no I don't um, I think you just have to be really clear about what your expectations are. Mm-hmm. That was so like, no, no, that was so clear. That was so clear. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just, you need to be really, really tight on your boundaries. You have to be clear with like what your spending capacity is mm. because that, when it comes to like the types of things you spend money on and like holidays and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. one, it needs to be really um, balanced that one person isn't going to be really stressed out by that. One person isn't going to be like, you know, fuck it let's just do whatever yeah and so I think so long as you're clear there's this whole weird weird thing isn't it that we've got in this country where we don't talk about money I don't really understand yeah. why because you know it's you have got how much you've got yeah you earn how much you earn and yeah I think you just need to talk I, about 
I think that's that's very true. My last relationship, it wasn't a thing. I mean, I, I remember at one point she put the phone down on me. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's not a thing. But for me, I, I was a debt collector. So yeah, money. Oh, I love the stories from this job. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's even it's, the scars. To me, money is a thing. But then I grew up always knowing the financial situation, whether that's right or wrong for a kid to understand that or not. But I always knew the financial situation we were in. Um, and now, well, even though I haven't been able to explore that in a relationship, um, I do with my friends. So mm. I have a, a fantastic, a, a good friend of mine who who is by far in a completely different financial bracket to me, Miles. I cannot see her across the field. But there's almost this mutual understanding that we are in different brackets and we do what we can with what we have and never take each other for granted. Yeah. And I think, cause I always wondered if you have to, cause I've seen people break down, couples break down because of financial stuff. So then is it about being financially compatible or just being able to actually communicate expectations? Yeah. It's about being able to communicate expectations. Definitely. And it's about, that's where I think you have to be willing to compromise. Mm-hmm. Certainly if you are the bigger earner, you have to be willing to compromise because that person's going to hold the power, aren't they? Ultimately, and and they're going to have the they're going to have to be the one who either winds things down or spends more. Yeah. So. So yeah, I suppose there is a little bit of compatibility, but it's just about talking about it and talking about where your boundaries are. And yeah, if you really care about somebody, then you'll find a way to make that work. Yeah. The uh, another comment we got from that question. So divisive. Uh, years ago, I was dating someone. I know it wasn't right from the beginning but I tolerated for various reasons, got to the point where I didn't want to be in the same room with that person. I left her. Yeah. What's the question? There is this a... just sounds like a confession. <laughs> Not a question, just a confession from the question, which is how long can you tolerate somebody for? Based on this, Quite a long it time. dwindled. It dwindled. Yeah. Yeah, it dwindles. I think I think that does, and I think as people change, you can tolerate them less, and that is exactly the time to move on. Yeah. And did you find that with when you were married? That was that a thing for you? Because I don't um, think we touched on that. Like, it was it? A it thing? wasn't about. It wasn't about this. Um, I wish I'd never used the word tolerate now. It's opened up this entire can of worms. But uh, it wasn't really about that. It was about. Mm. It was about lots of other stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was about that things becoming unbalanced in lots of ways. Yeah. Um, but 100% I could still spend loads of time with her. That's yeah, That wasn't the issue. Mm. It, just, it was just lots of other things in our relationship felt unbalanced. Asking these questions, eventually you do become like, fucking hell. But they are so good because it just, certain things just kick people off. Whether it's because they're offended by the word or yeah. whether it's because... Like they've clearly got something to get off their chest. Yeah. <laughs> if you give that person an outlet to uh, have a little moan, then it's worth it. Uh, I, I don't really know what I can say back to to that comment, but thanks for sharing. Um, <laughs> and, uh, keep sharing because, hey, man, that's a that's a thing. I'm glad you left them. Is yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, go you. Yeah, Good for getting out. Well done. Where'd you go with that one? I don't know. Okay, and so. Asked you how you felt after after listening to it the first time around. Has much 
as you've shifted into these two months and then kind of re-listened to it, what's the reaction been like from your friends? I mean, has your mum and sister listened to it? I don't know. They haven't said anything, but I'm hoping not. Yeah. Only because we talked about sex. Yes, we did. A little bit, but still, too, you know, any, any, that, feels, that feels like weird family. <laughs> um, so if they have, they haven't told me. Mm. But my mum's all over my social media, so, yeah, you know, there's a strong chance. Although I'm not sure if she knows how to get a podcast up, so. That's fine. Let's just, let's just hope not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my friends, I mean, the friends that have listened to it have just said, you know, they felt like it was a... Um, a really accurate representation they enjoyed listening to it they felt like it's definitely me and what I think and mm-hmm. I mean most of the friends who are the friends who will listen to it are like people who I'll have these conversations with anyway to some yeah. extent <clears throat> probably not as in depth but people who know like what's going on in my life and where I'm at and that kind of stuff yeah no that's cool I know it can be again when I for me putting this out there I'm like uh oh, what are people gonna think? Mm. Bucket, it's fine. Where do you see not the relationship that you're kind of like starting to to get into now, but you you have gone through, you know, from the egg I knew in two thousand three, four, two thousand four. As we said the last time when we had this conversation, that you know we've both gone through some massive changes with and and you can't not be different to how you were like nearly 20 years ago Uh, (laughs) I was I was gonna go like 18 19 and not hit the 20 but sure you can't not acknowledge that you go through massive changes and you're not always going to be the same person that you were but how do you hope to see yourself in like a year to five years time uh oh to be honest if I'm where I'm at now in a year's time, I'll be really happy with that. Mm. Just feeling like happy and settled in my life, happy with my routines, happy with my friendships. I've, I've built some really lovely new friendships since I've moved and maintained the important ones from before as well. Mm. I feel like that's part of my life that's great at the moment. It's that I've got great friends, people who, people who I can rely on, old friends who know me really well, new friends mm. who I'm like building really great connections with. I mean, that's so important to me, friends to chat with, friends to do stuff with, people just to connect with. I think making like daily connections is really important. Going back to what you said before, that is something I really value. And I I notice um, my mood change if I don't make those connections with people. So yeah. I make a really, really conscious effort to, to maintain all my friendships mm. and um, to make sure I, I do connect with people and see people as much as is practicable um so yeah so I'd like to see that I continue to build and maintain my friendships in a year's time and I don't know I'm in really good shape right now so I'd like to still be fit in a year's time literally <laughs> in probably the shape of my life at the moment and maybe that's from being single um it's one of the things I was just chatting to a friend about this morning and she was like um she was like do you think if you get in a relationship you'll lose your fitness <laughs> like I hope not um but yeah is that is that that you know when people put weight on when in they marriages. get into a new like yeah. yeah when they get to new relationships and stuff like that they put weight on because they're yeah. just kind of I guess you're going out and 
on dates and just eating. I don't know, like for for going that's to the what gym. people do on dates, isn't it? That's not what I'm doing on my dates. What are you doing on your dates? Well, like doing active stuff. <laughs> just doing active stuff. Yeah. Like, All right. What? Well, give me some tips here. Like, yeah, I don't go want to out, sit like across. hiking, climbing. The thing is, I do actually really love food. So, but the thought of sitting in front of somebody, like, and you can't move. Yeah. So after that second date where I felt really awkward, it was like we'd sat opposite each other having a meet, having, we actually had breakfast. Mm. And that's when I started to feel really weird about it. Because I was like, wow, this is like. Face to face, you know, I spend so yeah. much time running with people or walking with people and you're side by side, and it's completely different when you've got that kind of long eye contact scenario, really looking into someone's face quite closely. That made me feel weird. <laughs> that just Not because I'm uncomfortable having, you know, doing this kind of, but because I really fancy her. <laughs> you really fancied her, so you didn't want to look her in the eye for too long. <laughs> I didn't know I was fine looking her in the eye, but then I felt like, oh, weird about it. <laughs> I one would love to have been a fly on the wall for that, but also just to be in your head at that moment in time and the conversation going on. Do you have weird? Internal- no, no, it was, it was fine. It was actually fine. It was it was after I left. I had this weird energy about me. Hmm. It's like this nervous energy because then because at that point I still didn't know that it was definitely a date. How long after the date did you ask? Like how how long after did you have the clarification <laughs> conversation? <laughs> it happened within an hour of like me getting back yeah so yeah i needed i needed to clear 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 that one up did you have a particular thing in your mind about like if she said oh it was just a mate's date you'd have been like mm, okay cool yeah i've been disappointed but i've been yeah. like fair and i would definitely have tried to maintain a friendship with her because she's great and looks good too so looks amazing <laughs> <laughs> so why not yeah two birds uh one stone i love it all right I'm going to wrap it up. I'm not going to ask you if there's a question that you have for me because you already had that privilege. Yeah. However, yeah, is there anything else that you want to put out there? What is there something that I have missed and you're like, hang on a minute? Or unless you actually really want to ask me a question, then I guess. Well, well no, I do want to ask you a question. Oh, God. What's, what's changed for you? I want to know, in because obviously you've had loads of conversations with other people that haven't gone out yet. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if anything has struck a chord with you that you're like, ah, I need to do this in my life or something that you think you need to like change or evolve into that's come out of one of your conversations. Oh, interesting one. I think mm, it's really interesting because I've actually spoken to really people with really different stories to tell and and ones that I can't relate to in, in, in that kind of specific setting. Interesting enough, the last conversation I had was with somebody that I was like, I really can't relate to where you're at in in, in this space and time. I think it's just the fact that I'm, I think it's just very glaringly obvious that I'm still not quite 100% in putting myself out there. Because like I said, like, I'm on the apps, but I'm like, oh yeah, I must go on there. I must, go, must check in before is it, it like, like wipes me out. You wanna, is that something that you want to do? Because I talked last time about what's holding you back, but mm. do you really want that? Or I, are you just comfortable with where you're at? I do. I do want that. I do want that. It's just, there's a lot. I'm at, like, I feel things, 
but I'm also a fucking thinker and I think a lot. And it's... I literally said exactly that earlier this week. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you, you think your thoughts hold you back or... I... No, I think... Not that my thoughts hold me back, but I think about all the... Like, do I have enough time? Do I... Like, it's... Not just that. It's fucking expensive these days. Like, I'm... St- you know, living alone and having to, you know, pay rent and bills on my own and stuff. That's, that's a whole thing. But you can, if you, if you really want something, you'll find a way. Right. But also I just, I find the apps so uncomfortable. I had a conversation with someone not long ago. That was funny. And then I went to, I went to sleep. That's it. That's all that happened. I got up the next day and I was like, Oh, I'll pop in on the app uh, in the evening she completely disappeared. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But like completely disappeared. Oh, right. Just ghosted. Like did not exist. It was like, we'd never had a conversation on the app like that. The messages had disappeared. Yeah. I don't understand that. Like ghosting, I get like, but I don't understand how you just disappear. Like you actually had to delete everything yeah. or how that works. But yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's well, she blocked you. Yeah. Or I got blocked. So that's weird. Fine. Nothing, there was nothing bad about that conversation, but that actually was fine. There was nothing about that that was like, that I took as a rejection or anything, but it did remind me about how I'd rather just meet people in person, even though I'm super awkward, don't recognize when someone's interested, don't always recognize when I'm interested. Like people sometimes have to tell me, you do realize that you look like you're actually interested in this person I'm like what oh um so yeah it's just a whole I can like start going down a spiral of of why it doesn't work and why it's not going to work and that I need to be more proactive so have I learned anything yes I'm not proactive enough in seeking out the opportunity to meet people but I think it needs to come from like it needs to be face to face. Apps yeah. just don't, they're just too weird for me. I don't understand them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's not even answering the question properly. Well, but... I mean, we can get into a little coaching conversation here about like what action are you going to take next? But I think, <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good to recognize that. But I mean, I mean, those people probably could have already told you that, to be honest, beforehand. Yeah. I think also I'm just, maybe being a bit lazy in the fact that I just want it to fall into my lap yeah and then it's done no I think that's so common I've got loads of friends who are on apps and I'm like oh have you like (laughs) done anything and they're like exactly that just waiting for someone to come Mm. and then I've got I've got other friends who are like super proactive um, and they're like, I make sure I swipe right five times a day even if it's like a maybe because you just want to give yourself these opportunities Mm. Um, so I think it can work both ways, but I think you have to do something. You have to take some kind of action just to make yourself feel like you're not like passive in this. In yeah, time. exactly that. The problem is, I mean, fucking hell, if I was to try and swipe right, it would be really difficult because I don't actually find anybody that like, I don't actually find anybody kind of even like remotely attractive. Mm. I don't know. That's not saying I have like huge high standards because I really don't. Look but at my past so girlfriends, because, um, but... you know, everybody, I would say, honestly, everybody I've met 
dating in the last year has looked better in person than they do in their pictures. Yeah. And Look. I think it's the opposite to what everyone says of, oh, like catfishing or you don't, people put on photos that are like 10 years old or whatever. Mm. I think so you can kind of judge the people who are using accurate photos or not, if you've got any kind of common sense. And people just, their expressions, the way they, mm. the way their face moves when they talk or laugh, it's just, you can't really capture that in a photo. And it's not until you meet someone and you see what, what they're really like and what their character is like that you can really tell. Yeah, and I think in the last trip I tried to do, there was very much a thing about when someone smiles, the the learning there was like when someone smiles, it that's what makes them beautiful. No, I was just like, oh, fuck. like in my trip, I was just like, fuck off. It sounds like, a really um, tacky meme, but I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's well, uh, be in my brain when that's all going off. But uh, and but I do know that's true because where I found people attractive and then re- and then their personalities got into play, I've gone, oh, you're not very attractive at all. There's a lot of butch women out there. I can't say that I find them attractive. There was one that like liked me who was holding up a giant fish and I didn't know that that was anything that not just men did uh in their profile pictures holding up a giant fish I don't really know (laughs) I wasn't really into that I mean yeah uh well you don't don't know what to do is it you don't know what to do with that one. You're like, oh. what to do with the giant fish? <laughs> I mean, I probably would have messaged that person and been like, great fish. Or, you know, because I think you can just enter. And what I love is that people have got interests. Mm. Whatever interests they are, mm. if people care and are passionate about something in their life or something or can teach you something that you don't know about, I think that's mm-hmm. great. And you love learning. Yeah, like, no. You're I- so open to that, your capacity for learning. So, yeah. you know, if someone can bring something new to you, I th- yeah. I reckon you could probably have a whole day where you, like, learn some stuff about fish and you'd probably quite enjoy that. Yeah, problem about the butch bit. Um, but yeah. the thing, but that is very true, though. I think that if you're, and this was actually something that was a big indicator for me in my last relationship as well, is that I wasn't interested in what they were doing, which to me was, like, a big you're not you're not interested in this person yeah. because if you're not interested in what they're doing and you don't really care about hearing what they do and ha- all that kind of stuff yeah that's get out. yeah get out but yeah so yeah that's yeah that's 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 where it's at yeah yeah there may be a whole conversation with somebody that says you know what have you learned throughout this because I have there's themes and things across everything like but the one the main thing is knowing that actually everybody has their insecurities that everybody has their anxieties no one's walking into this these relationships um a hundred percent and not thinking about what they look like and how they come across which is very comforting all right well thanks for that I really appreciate that you asked me that question Anyway, oh, thanks for coming back. I'm really glad we had the whole conversation about the fish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But no, I really appreciate you coming back on and uh, hearing the comments and the questions and answering them. But also the fact that you're in a different place now. I love that for you. And I will be checking in to find out all the goss. I have to just reword that and say all the gossip. And I really hope that this goes well for you. All right, Thank goodbye. You. <laughs>